find myself looking at pictures on Instagram being like, oh my gosh, like, do I need a thread lift? I know for one thing, like a huge insecurity of mine has been I have hooded eyes, you know what I mean? So like, I find that there's like a pipeline in Hollywood where people kind of start out with hooded eyes, and then they get a corrective surgery for it. It was especially tough when we started launching About Face because I was like, I'm selling makeup that I love and that I adore and I want to show off these looks and I just don't feel like I have the right face for it. And then again, it was like, correct that thought. This makeup isn't for the right face. This makeup is for every face and you need to like live and die by that and show people, you know, so it's made me way more creative with my looks. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's a big month over here at Los Angeles. We are thrilled because Halsey is on the podcast and anybody who has been a fan of this podcast for an extended amount of time knows we love About Face. If you don't know this, Halsey is the person behind About Face. It's officially available now in Ulta Beauty. Woohoo! Hallelujah, because this means more people are going to experience the goodness that Sarah and I have been singing the praises of since this brand launched. Yes. Everything about this brand, they have done right. Everything about it. I was just texting Lexi White, our dear baby angel friend, and I told her that. She's a, she's an editor at Refinery. <laughs> I don't I know, know Lexi. I have I do no. not know Lexi. Well, you're, you're, so, you're social media friends with her. But yes. I just said calling her a baby angel because of her necklace that says like 2000 or whenever she was born. <laughs> um, anyways, I was like, Halsey is coming on the pod because About Face is at Ulta Beauty. And she screamed and was like, finally, I'm so excited. I can finally go into the stores and like buy it. Because direct-to-consumer is great, right? Like there's so many reasons to do DTC. That model does work. But once you get kind of this, you know, sign off from a retailer, especially Ulta, it just makes accessibility so much more of a, a priority for the brand because there's going to be people that go into an Ulta Beauty now and see like this cool packaging and wonder, oh, what is this brand? Oh, About Face. And they may not even realize Halsey, the global pop star, is the one that's behind it. Totally. So, and also too, I think like a lot of her younger fan base, like they might not be able to like, they don't have credit cards. They can't shop <laughs> online. Yeah. They can go to the store with their they parents. They can go to the store. Yes. Or they go with their friends after school yeah. and like swatch and play and then buy the products with their own cash. It's like so exciting. It's very exciting for the brand because we've been following it since it launched. You you all know, like we've talked about it, their lip liners are some of the best out there. The color range, the way they feel on the lips. I was wearing the lip liner a couple of days ago on Instagram stories and 
I was just literally wearing it um, by itself with the road lip glaze. Mm-hmm. And people were like, what lipstick are you wearing? And I'm like, no, literally, it's this lip liner. It's called Fix Lip Pencil. And it's in the shade Paper Romance. And it's so good. And I also am a huge fan of Happy Endings. Ooh, I'm holding Raw Kiss. I also love. They're just these really pretty like shades of nude like they're pinky nudes there's Mm -hmm. also brighter colors they have like the reds and stuff like that i'm also a huge fan of the brand's liquid lipsticks they're called the painted lip colors oh so good we've talked about the packaging before but i i and i literally think i said this verbatim this is the perfect size lipstick in my humble opinion you can fit it in the palm of your hand you can easily travel with it it doesn't roll everywhere because it's not a cylinder shape it's a block Mm-hmm. So it has a flat side. The and doe it's just foot is so cute. The packaging is so cute. It's great. And my favorite shade is baby's arms. <laughs> <laughs> baby's arms. I also like a shade called little little, which is really cute. These the font is very small. The font. The font. Okay, thank you. Because I was like, am I? Do I need I'm, to get my eyes? I'm checked? like, I know I'm blind. I'm wearing through the through the fields. Yeah, so, uh, and they have a, you know, a ton of different products. They have these um, incredible oh, eye paints. The eye paints. They're so much fun. You feel like an artist. Totally blendable, bright colors, neutral shades. They have these highlighters that come in this amazing, like, mirrored kind of holographic packaging. Yeah, they, they've got liquid. They've got powder. Powder. Yep. And I know there's so much more coming from the brand soon. Like, I think even this week, they're like launching like a whole new thing, which is super exciting. I don't want to say what it is in case it hasn't launched yet by the time this goes live. But we have been reaching out to About Face like since we tried the brand. And we're like, please, anytime Halsey is available, please let us know. And y'all, their team told us that she listened to a few episodes to like decide if they wanted to come on the podcast. So I, I'm like, oh my God, what episodes? What, like what unhinged shit were we saying? Correct. I, 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 and sometimes we forget that like, oh, this is not just a conversation between the two of us. <laughs> like, no, people literally, are listening. Literally when people come up and they're like quoting us or like being like, oh, how is that thing that you were talking about? What? I'm like, oh. So Halsey whoopsies. was listening to us and like, my God, my God. But she, but she is just, she was just so much fun. It was like just hanging out with friends, talking about our love for makeup. Yes, they were so like thoughtful in their responses. So kind and gracious. Very kind. I mean, they were literally, they're on the road, on tour, and they were just chilling, no makeup. Hair kind of a Chill mess. With no makeup on. Yeah, exactly. Like, like looked like maybe like what I wear on a regular basis, which is like an oversized t-shirt and like pajama pants. Like, I'm like, you are my people. You are my people. And we just had a really good, fun conversation. You're going to hear it right now. We hope that this would encourage you to try this brand because this really is one of the brands that's just doing, doing it right things so so right to us so enjoy this interview with Halsey
Y'all, before we got on, before y'all heard this recording, we were talking with Halsey just about like the celebrity industrial beauty complex and like what that means to them and, you know, how that affected their view of what their brand was going to be. Halsey, please proceed. You, know, <laughs> you do your, so you do your own makeup, which is so special. Yes. You do your makeup for your album covers, for your magazine covers while you're on tour. I was just watching your video with Manny MUA where you were saying you like stay up until I'm to wash your own brushes, which I was like, I don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, I do. This is my brush bag for today that I just washed. I'm holding like this giant Ziploc bag of brushes. It's so embarrassing. You love it. I do. I love it. It's like one of my greatest passions. I'm, I'm beauty obsessed. It's so bad too, because obviously with you know, about face being like a sustainable brand and like really eco-conscious, you know, I try to be like really conscious about like over consuming and like over consumption, but like, it is so hard for me with beauty because I'm one of those people who is like a collector and I just want to own every product and try every product. And I started getting into doing my own makeup because, well, first it was out of necessity. You know, I, was signed to a boutique electronic dance label out of New York. And I had no budget, none, you know, like I had peers and contemporaries who were signing deals for like millions of dollars. You know, my first record deal, I think was like a five figure deal. And that sounds like a lot of money, but when you need to make an album and pay producers and pay musicians and do promo and all that stuff, it literally disappears in a second, which means there was nothing left for me when I went to the label and was like, Hey, I need a stylist and a makeup artist. And, you know, I want to be a pop star. And they were like, yeah, we sign DJs, dude. Like they show up with like a USB drive and a laptop. Like we don't have the budget for that. So I was like, Oh, okay. And I think at first it was like, a lot of that kind of imposter syndrome, like I was looking at pictures of other people on red carpets. And like, you know, what's so funny is I remember specifically the picture that did it for me. And this is so funny because you just had her on the show, but I remember seeing a picture of Hailey Bieber and Hailey Baldwin at the time. And she was posing on this carpet and she was just glowing and beautiful and contoured and just like gorgeous. And I remember looking at this picture of her and being like, okay, I don't look like that. So what's going on? <laughs> like I'm doing something wrong. I don't have the budget. Like <laughs> I look so different. There's something missing. So, you know, and I had already been like a huge lover of makeup and I paint, you know, I'm an artist by like original trade. I'm a painter. So I just became obsessed. I just became obsessed with like YouTubing and researching and buying and trying products being like, I will get on that red carpet and I will look like a superstar if it kills me. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of how I started. And I had to get really creative. I started with a lot of drugstore brands, you know, cause it's what I could afford. And eventually I kind of started expanding. I went through a period where I used some makeup artists for a while and I had the luxury of working with some really talented and incredible professionals. But one thing was always very apparent to me, which is I never felt like I looked like myself. That was a really big deal as a musician, you know, because I'm not an actress. I'm not a model. I have a responsibility to look like the person who is singing the songs and telling the stories that people are connecting with. So if I don't feel like myself, I don't act like myself. And if I don't act like myself, I'm not doing the art any service, you know? So eventually I just took it into my hands full time 
I remember the first big magazine cover that I ever did was Paper Magazine, and Ellen Von Unworth was shooting, and she's an iconic photographer. And I convinced her, I said, I'm going to do my own makeup for this cover. And as soon as she said yes, it was like the gates opened for me. And then I did Rolling Stone, Billboard, Allure, L. And I had already been doing like my own music videos and my tour, my album covers, all that stuff. And then it just kind of just became part of life for us over here, like at Halsey, where it was like, oh, she does her own makeup. I show up everywhere two, two hours early. I unpack my kit. I am stocking my kit. I'm always researching new brands. You know, like we said, washing my brushes late at night. And it's kind of like I'm doing two full-time jobs, you know what I mean? <laughs> because I'm also my, my own touring makeup artist, but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's my time to kind of center myself, like put on my war paint before I go on stage, not have someone touching me while I'm trying to focus. <laughs> and like, you know, so I was like, let me just get this eyeliner right. I'm like, get out of my face. I need to go on stage. Yeah. That's how that started. I love that because I feel like a lot of artists often want people to do their makeup so they can just kind of like sit back and not think. But yeah. I think you make a really good point. When someone's trying to do, oh, I just got to touch this. And, and you're already in your head. Like, I'm about to go out and perform for like thousands. <laughs> I need a minute. Give me a breather. Like, let me just decompress for a second. I love it. Does your makeup change, you know, from show to show? Maybe your outfits are the same. Like your makeup is like a representation of how you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. So the tour I did before this one was the Manic World Tour. I did that one in the UK. It was in Europe. It was supposed to be the world, but obviously, you know, because of the pandemic, we never got the chance to do the tour in the United States. But one of the things that I was doing on stage that I really liked was the album cover for Manic featured me with like a blue glitter black eye. A lot of the album was like really symbolic of kind of me healing from different you know, relationships with abuse that I have been through in my life, be it like self-abuse, like, you know, familial abuse, relationship abuse. And so one of the things I did on the tour was I went on stage every night with the black eye, but as the tour went on, the eye faded from blue to purple to red to green to yellow, kind of like symbolizing the stages of healing, which was really cool. And on that tour, we were doing all the same costumes, full costume changes every night. On this tour, I'm wearing something different on stage every night. And so I'm doing a different makeup look. And what actually is really interesting is I do my makeup before I pick out my outfit. So instead of matching my look to my clothes, I'm usually matching my clothes to my look. So I think there's something kind of special about that where it's like my face and the expression and the makeup takes precedence, you know? And this tour has been really laid back. I've been wearing like jeans and a tank top on stage every night. I figure if the guys can do it, like, so can I, you know, like, why do I have to be out there in full couture when I'm trying to like shred on the guitar and like sing my heart out? You know, it's like, I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. That's what you're getting, you know? I was actually going to say that because I was watching uh, your performance of <laughs> Running Up That Hill yeah. and you're in this cute little crop. I mean, you look fucking hot. Sorry. Like, uh, you look incredible. Wait, I'm like, oh, are we allowed to curse? Is that, is that a thing? Like, oh, don't, get in there. Okay, I was like, don't give me the go ahead here. This is going to get really bad really quick. I apologize in advance if you're not into, you know, excuse my French, but you looked <laughs> incredible. And I don't want to like, you know, par it down just to looks, obviously, right? Because it's so much more than the look. But I did notice like this felt like a departure from what 
other typical pop stars are wearing. It just feels more authentic, honestly. Yeah, I was really inspired by kind of like 90s artists. My Pinterest board is full of like Fiona Apple, Hope Sandoval, Mazzy Star, Alanis Morissette, you know, like I was even playing references from like Drew Barrymore, like in the 90s, a lot of Winona Ryder and stuff. And like, kind of like pared down effortless style is really cool to me, especially for this tour. Because like, at this stage in my career, like, funny I said this on stage the other night I used to go out on stage every single night feeling like I had something to prove and that mentality that sentiment bled into everything that I did the what I wore the way I did my makeup how they shot me you know being just so nervous all the time like don't shoot me from this angle I look bad here don't do this light my makeup needs to look great my clothes need to look great and it was this anxiety of like every single show, if it wasn't perfect, everything was going to disappear the next morning. You know, like it was going to be over when I woke up. And I think a lot of that has to do with kind of the fickle nature of like social media and just the media in general, where like you really can go to bed and then wake up one morning and you check your phone and you're like, what happened while I was asleep? Who did I piss off? Or how did I embarrass myself? What did everyone decide today? I had a lot of nervousness because of that. I think that getting pregnant in the pandemic, not being able to do the thing that I loved, wondering when I'd ever be able to do it again, getting into the core identity of what this brand was going to be, what About Face is going to be, you know, thinking about telling my audience and our consumers saying like, this is really about like being who you are with like, your flaws, launching, you know, without complexion products and saying like, you know, this is really about play and experimentation and art and excitement, you know, recognizing that I, despite being in this totally transient time of my life where, you know, my body doesn't look how I'm used to and I don't feel how I'm used to. And I just am really struggling with my sense of self I needed to kind of take that mentality and apply it inward. And it really worked for me because on this tour, I've had the luxury of going out every night and being like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to be anyone that I'm not. And my affirmation walking to stage every night and my affirmation while I'm like putting on my makeup every day is my only job is to have fun and then they'll have fun too. My only job is to have fun and then it'll be perfect. It's literally just my only job is to have fun, you know? And so as I'm doing my makeup or as I'm doing the show, that's the one thing I'm just telling myself the whole time. And it's been working pretty well for me so far, you know? <laughs> so we'll see. I was also pregnant during the pandemic. Really? Yeah, I was. COVID babies. Love it. Unite. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest time ever to be pregnant. But, you know, you were talking about how your body looked different. And, you know, obviously, like having the baby during COVID and then having your own beauty brand and then, you know, looking at yourself after all of it. Like, what was your beauty outlook? Did you experience hair loss? Like, obviously, like I had like a roller coaster of emotions, like on top of all the hormones. What has your experience been like as a new mom? Has it affected, you know, the way that you look at beauty and the way you think about about face? Yeah, I mean, I was not prepared for anything. 
I was so arrogant. I went into pregnancy like this is going to be easy. I wanted to be a mom my whole life. I'm going to take milk baths every day with rose petals and eat <laughs> organic and I'm going to be glowing and amazing and you know, I'm so athletic. I'm not going to gain a lot of weight, you know. I gained 65 pounds during my pregnancy. And I think a lot of people see photos of me or they see whatever and they're like, "Oh, you barely gained any weight." And I'm like, "I gained 65 pounds. I just wasn't in the public eye as much. And I also think people kind of have like a weird perception on celebrity pregnancy where it's like they either feel like they're pregnant for like two years or they're pregnant for like two minutes, you know? Like I always like I tease Katie all the time because when Katy Perry was pregnant, I felt like she was pregnant for two years. And I was like, when is this baby coming? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like Same. I'm like, is this woman ever giving birth? Like what's happening here? <laughs> I know. And then there's like, you know, Beyonce who just like has twins one day and you're like, oh, okay, cool. But you know, I gained 65 pounds and I lost a lot of hair and I dealt with a lot of skin issues. I have varicosities, like spider veins all over, all over because I carried my pregnancy really low. So there was a lot of like pressure, but you know, that was a really interesting thing too, is like having the permanent changes being like, okay, there's some things that are happening to me right now that aren't temporary, which was tough because you go through the pregnancy reminding yourself, this is temporary, this is temporary, this is temporary. But then some things happen that quite frankly are not temporary. You know, so after I gave birth, there was a lot of people being like, oh, you'll get your pre-baby body back. You'll get your pre-baby body back. And I was like, I'll never get my pre-baby body back because this body has had a baby. That is a altering experience emotionally, spiritually. I'm a different person. I might look the same one day, but that won't be my pre-baby body because this body has been through an altering experience, you know? And I also was like, and I don't know that I really want it back. I've been going on stage on this tour a lot and I, a lot of people are pretty angry with me for it. Wearing like low rise pants. I wear like really low rise pants every day. And I've seen a lot of people being like, Halsey, please don't bring this back. We don't want this trend to come back. Don't bring back low rise pants, but I love them. I am just like obsessed with them. And I go out there every night, you know, I have stretch marks and I wear my low rise pants because I like how they look, you know? So that was something, I think if you would ask me a couple months ago, if I would ever have had the confidence to do that, I don't know that I would have said yes, but now the answer is yes. You know? So I think that growth happens at its own pace that's the spiritual answer. The technical answer is I used rosemary water to grow my hair back. I used K18. It's a life-saving hair product. I adore it. One of the things I've gotten super into, it's not a hair product, but I use it as one, is the Jones Road Miracle Balm. I use that on all my baby hairs so I don't have like crazy flyaways because it's like a really nice like kind of like dewy product. It's like if you take a brush, like a makeup brush, in the Miracle Bomb, the like universal shade that's like not too pigmented. And you kind of brush it along your ponytail, it kind of like flattens all the flyaways down. And it gives your hair like a nice little shine. So that's been my kind of like MacGyver product. And it's great for me on stage because like, you know, I'm usually, you know, they can't see me, but you guys can. And I'm like, I look like an Adam's family character with all this hair on my head right now. So much hair. I love it. Yeah, it's all fake. All of it is fake. That's what the fake hair is here for. 
Okay, Halsey, we're going to kind of switch gears. We uh, had a lot of people write in and ask questions. And a lot of people want to know, what type of skin do you have? Like, how would you identify? I have really, really dry skin. And I thought that I had oily skin for a lot of my life. And what I didn't know, which a lot of people don't know with dry skin, is that, you know, the more you strip dry skin, the more your skin overcompensates, you know, at times by overproducing oils. I had a lot of redness. I had a lot of texture problems. So I just kind of started hydrating as much as possible. There's a couple products that I swear by. And one of them is Ialucet. It's a French pharmacy product and it's a hyaluronic acid and a cream. And it creates a really nice barrier if you have like skin barrier problems. And I'm someone who does. Just from being in the elements all the time, you know, I'm on stage, there's like pyro and explosions happening in front of me. I'm getting covered in like alcohol, flame fluid and like gunpowder gerb dust and then there's the haze and the smoke and like whatever the people in the audience are smoking and like you know the sweat underneath all of my makeup every night like my skin goes through it you know it really goes through it so barrier care is really important to me I love fermented hyaluronic acid also I don't know why it's worked really well for me as far as like oral or ingestible raw cacao is great I take collagen. I'm terrible at drinking water. I know I wouldn't have dry skin if I just drank water. And I cry sometimes about how dry my skin is, knowing that the answer is just to drink water. It's like that meme. My body is like water and it's like more coffee water like that's that's me <laughs> I just feel so terrible and my skin looks so bad and I don't know what to do and someone's like drink water and I'm like I, there's no possible explanation for what's happening to me and they're like drink water and I'm like I just don't know if there's ever gonna be a solution to what's going on and they're like drink water and I'm like if only someone had an answer if only if only I'm so bad it's so bad those are the things I'm doing I also do a lot of lymphatic drainage on my face. I'm a puffy gal. I have like really deep sinuses. So I get kind of like sinus lines in here. And like, I'm also one of those unlucky people, the way my eye sockets are, if I ever in my life ever wanted to get like under eye filler or something like that, like I'm just not a candidate for it. Because for some people, like the way their bone structure is, it would kind of like push into their eye socket and create like a really unnatural shape on the bottom. I'm one of those people. So I'm just going to have to age gracefully, I guess. I'm going to do everything in my damnedest to not have to, but I'm probably going to have to. So yeah, I do a lot of lymphatic drainage just to kind of keep my face from being puffy. We fly a lot. I sleep on a tour bus. I'm on a plane all of the time and I swell because of it quite a bit. So that's been really helpful. Sometimes I use a gua sha, but usually I just use my hands, honestly. Usually I'll just kind of get in there underneath my eye sockets, contour my cheekbones. I have TMJ, so I have really strong masseter muscles. It's like crazy. So I do a lot of kind of like massage in there too, which is kind of like slimming for my face. But it's funny, you know, I'm going to be 28 in September. And a lot of my perspectives on beauty have changed kind of nearing the end of my 20s and also becoming a mom. You know, like I used to kind of want to look as like gaunt and chiseled as possible. And then like you start getting older and you're like, oh, that doesn't look doesn't look good anymore. Now I wish I was plump. And I like look at 
pictures of myself like when I was pregnant and I was like full of blood and I thought I looked so swollen and I'm like god I looked so plump (laughs) you know what I mean and all the extra blood you know that's something that's crazy too about being pregnant is you have 50% more blood supply in your body than the non-pregnant person does so I feel comfortable with you I have that effect on people like are you a Virgo or a Libra by the way I'm a Libra, but my whole chart is water. So I have a Scorpio stellium. I'm a, I have multiple cancer placements. I have nine water placements in my chart. Okay. This is actually vibing so hard for me because a lot of my close friends, Libras, but also I have a shitload of cancer and Scorpio in my chart as well. I also have a Scorpio um, stellium. So wow. Okay. That's the only reason why I bring this up. I feel very comfortable with you. One question that kept coming up from people is like, we know skincare isn't the only reason these celebrities look great. What treatments are they actually doing? And in my head, you're 27, right? So to me, I don't think you need anything, but like, do you ever feel pressure to like get Botox or get threads or get these things? All the time, all of the time, all of the time. I find myself looking at pictures on Instagram being like, oh my gosh, like, do I need a thread lift? I know for one thing, like a huge insecurity of mine has been, I have hooded eyes, you know what I mean? So like I could put on like the most amazing eyeshadow you've ever seen. And like, you just won't see it while I'm looking at you. Cause it'll be like, I have nothing on. And then I'll be like, you're like, wow, no lid space, nothing, you know? And I've noticed like, you know, a lot of people, I find that there's like a pipeline in Hollywood where people kind of start out with hooded eyes and then they get a corrective surgery for it. And like, I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. It was especially tough when we started launching About Face because I was like, I'm selling makeup that I love and that I adore and I want to show off these looks and I just don't feel like I have the right face for it. And then again, it was like, correct that thought. This makeup isn't for the right face. This makeup is for every face and you need to like live and die by that and show people, you know, so it's made me way more creative with my looks. I think like as far as treatments that I do, I guess like, I kind of grew up like a little bit of a tomboy. I have two brothers and my mom literally didn't start wearing makeup until I was in my 20s. So everything that I learned, I learned from like my cool friends, older sisters. I kind of just always felt like I was a few steps behind everyone. I don't know. I remember going to like school and there was like girls in my grade that knew that flip-flops and juicy sweatpants were cool, but like sneakers and like yoga pants weren't (laughs) cool. It was Ugg boots and yoga pants and like, you know, love spell was cool, but like sweet pea wasn't when you're like a grown up. And I was just like, how the fuck do you guys know that? Who's (laughs) teaching you that? I don't fucking know any of this. No one's telling me this. Like, I didn't know what to do. You know, I always kind of just felt like I was looking at everyone like, why do they all know something I don't, which is like, you know, I guess kind of like the the juvenile version of that feeling I first had when I started making music, looking on the red carpets, being like, what do you know that I don't know? You know, that's how we feel about you, though. You understand that, right? Like when we look at you, we're like, what do you know? Like, tell, like Sarah and I are the plebeians, like we're the fans. <laughs> Yeah. And this is like one of the reasons we started this podcast is to talk about all of that. We're like, what is everyone doing? This was like a very elaborate way for you guys to just find out everyone's secrets for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm trying to think of what secrets I have to give. Okay, I I do, you know, obviously I get facials. I get my facials from Sora Connor in LA. She's amazing. She's like an incredible dancer. 
Uh, she's so amazing. She's actually in the music video I just put out. And I don't know if anyone's noticed yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she plays my partner's like ex-girlfriend and she gets like taken in like a hook and they fly her out of the sky. She was giving me a facial before the shoot and I was like, Sora, do you want to like do this? I need someone who can dance. <laughs> like, And she just came and did it. It was so awesome. She has the best skin ever, as she should, as she should. You know, she's a celebrity facialist, but I don't know what she does to me. She does the cryo freezing and like the glycolic peels and, you know, she knows my skin is so sensitive so she's like really cautious, which I love. She does a lot of the drainage too. You know what I mean? She's like magic fingers. I love the Biologique products, like the lotion P50W. That product changed my skin. Like I know people say like one product can't like change your skin, but that product really changed my skin because I never met a toner I got along with. I have friends who are like, you know, they're like, I use witch hazel on my face. I'm like, yeah, I would die. <laughs> Whole top layer of my face would peel off if I did that. I can't do that. You know, so I use that. And oh, you know, what's funny? At the beginning of the tour, I started derma planning for the first time ever. I'd never done it in my life. I was too scared to do it. I was way too scared. And I was kind of like, it was like, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. And I did it at the beginning of the tour. And then Two and a half weeks into the tour, I didn't like how my skin looked. And I was like, what don't I like about my skin? And then I was like, oh, I need to dermaplan again because it worked. Okay. And so then I kind of started doing it more regularly. But I don't have much hair on my face, so I really just do it really gently for the exfoliating benefits of it. But that's been like a new thing for me that I really like. You are our people. Like we love, like this conversation has been so great because I feel like you're just, shooting the shit with us and we're having a good time and you're talking beauty you are like such a beauty person it's so fun when we get someone on the pod who can like really speak like on our level and then also the sinus issues and tmj <laughs> i was like this is like she gets it i'll tell you everything i'm an open book I, i'll tell you all of it <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about, you know, obviously you have always loved makeup. You've been doing your own makeup for so long. You come from like an artist background, but what made you want to be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, start a makeup brand. I'm going to join all of these celebrities because I want to do it. What was the impetus? And like, did someone come to you or was this something you've just always wanted to do? And you're like, I'm, I want to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. So honestly, I had wanted to do it for a long time and was adamant that I never would because I'm on the same page as you guys that the celebrity beauty market is just like so oversaturated. I kind of just like swallowed it. I was like, I missed my window. I wasn't a relevant enough artist in the time where this boom was happening. And that's just something I'm going to be sad about for the rest of my life. And it is what it is. I'm also hyper cautious about like overselling products to my fans I also like, I don't do a tremendous amount of like brand endorsements or like collaborations. Like I'm not someone who's like my brand out very often because I want my audience to know that like when I speak about a product, it's something I really believe in. I don't want them to just feel like, oh, this is just like a sponsored post on Instagram, like whatever. And, you know, and I have that luxury at this stage of my career, you know what I mean? That like I have a a self-sustaining 
lifestyle just based simply on the music that I make, which is incredible. So I wasn't going to do it. And I was sad about that. (laughs) And then I got approached by two women, Jeannie and Dina, who founded Hard Candy. And they were like, we love you. And have you ever thought about doing a makeup brand? And I was like, yes, every single day of my life, I think about it. (laughs) I dream about it. I already have like a Pinterest board. Like I think about it all the time. And, you know, I remember how just disruptive hard candy was as a brand when I was growing up. You know what I mean? They were provocative. They were sexual. They were it was female empowerment. They were also kind of like redefining a lot of the markets. I know they were like one of the first brands ever to have eye safe glitter in their eyeliners. You know, they revolutionized the marketplace palettes for nail polishes. A lot of stores weren't wanting like neons and blacks and glitters and nail polishes. It was kind of a lot of like neutrals and reds, burgundies, and they really took a risk on it. And so the reason I fell in love with them is because we had the same mentality about makeup, right? Which is that if someone approaches us and they say to us, these are the products that are doing really well right now. And these are the products that everyone is making. That is an instant to me. Cool. I don't want to make that then. I want to do something else. I want to fill a different space. Like one of the driving forces of the brand is innovation. It's like, how can we create formulas and packaging and products that really don't have an existing market or market category rather. And just right away from my first meeting with them, we just kind of like started waxing poetic and like going off. I remember I dumped my makeup bag out in the living room and I was like, this is my favorite lip liner, but like, what if this lip liner was like this instead? And what if we did it? You know, like the hours like got away from us and then they left and I was like, oh shit, I have to do this. You know, this wasn't just a meeting. This was like the start of something. And so I started flying out to where I was and we would go through products and we would go through formulas. And I was crazy at first. I was, I was crazy. I was like, um, I, there was some stuff I sent back like more than 10 times, like was just like, Nope. And it was even subtle changes to, you know, where we'd get something and it was like almost okay, but that wasn't good enough. I think the hardest like lesson for me to learn was that I was making products that they weren't just about what I wanted or what I liked. You know what I mean? They were for a lot of people with different needs than what I particularly have. But, you know, again, one of the sentiments of the brand was like, we wanted to kind of find a way to draw together the idea of makeup that is starter friendly and foolproof, but makeup that also appeals to professionals. The impetus isn't on the consumer, the makeup lover to be perfect at doing makeup. You know what I mean? Like, that's not really what it's about. And like, I think that the beauty industry is incredible right now. I think that we have a wealth of information available to us. And I think that it operates in almost kind of like an academic way where like people who are like doing PhDs and stuff are constantly like sharing what they're learning with other academics and like sharing their papers and their research. They're not like gatekeeping things. And like, I love that about the beauty industry too. Cause like if someone discovers like a secret or like a trick or like a hack, they're like, check this out. Instead of like, you know, gatekeeping it the way makeup professionals did for literally decades before social media. It's pretty crazy. It was like 2008 where we were like, oh, contour, you know, like, what do you mean contour? 
how come we didn't know about contour? What the hell? You know, and then you go back and you see like Marilyn Monroe had been doing it. The Max Factor era. They were gatekeeping beauty secrets. That's why all of the high school kids look so cute because they all know how to do their makeup from YouTube. And when we were in high school, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I literally had no idea. I mean, I know this is like a cliche, but it's like all of us putting the like the dream matte mousse foundation on our lips. Like what the hell was going on? Or also like our parents being like, you can wear mascara. You can wear clear mascara. Clear mascara? What? What? Like you might as well have given me a safety razor or like a like a plastic razor and told me I was shaving in front of the mirror. Like that's clear mascara. Like that is just that you are placating me, ma'am. Like that is placating. But you know, with that being said about all these like secrets and all that stuff, I also feel like there's so many rules. There's so many rules and there's such an expectation where it's like if your makeup isn't like not only do you have to be good at makeup, but you also have to be good at editing the photo and editing the content and making yourself look poreless and the lines look perfect. And it's like, okay, so it's not even enough to be like a great makeup artist. You also have to be like an incredible photo editor as well, which is like a whole other thing. So with About Face, we were like, no, 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 no. Like we're going to take advantage of the benefits of this industry, which is like everyone wanting to share and everyone wanting to try, but we're kind of going to reject the rules, the expectation of perfection. And I think a lot of people want to do that with their brands, but you have to really commit to being okay with that. Like to being okay with putting out unretouched images. I put up like how-to videos and like get ready with me. It's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't look great. And I'm just like, this is my face. Thanks for watching. Bye. You kind of have to be okay with like letting people see behind the curtain because that's what it looks like behind their curtain too, you know? And I think that's really important. Was the name always going to be about face? So I came up with the name. (laughs) I'm really proud of it. And I did it because my initials are AF. So my government name is Ashley Frangipani. I wanted to kind of like touch back on that. You know, an about face is like a complete turn in direction. It's actually like a military term, which is really interesting. But it's like when someone does an about face, they like change their trajectory or change their path. And so it kind of was like too good to be true. It just like totally came together. And then of course, there's the third element, which is like, it's a makeup brand. So it's about face. You know what I mean? Um, It kind of was one of those meant to be moments, which has only ever happened to me once before in my life. And it was with Halsey because I fell in love with the name because I lived just off the Halsey stop on the L train in Brooklyn and then found out that it's an anagram of my name, Ashley. So it's all the same letters rearranged. So it's kind of one of those moments where it was like, this name has literally been like spitballed through a straw into my ear by the stars. You know what I mean? And I think about face really felt that way too. So it was a great start. There's a lot of synchronicity, but the other name that I was toying around with was 94 spelled out completely because it's the year that I was born and I thought that it was a oh it was a cool name but I actually ended up saving that for something else that I can't tell you guys about right now okay okay we love a teaser yeah no it's something else it's something else and that's all I can say because I'm getting the look from across the room mm-hmm. I'm getting in so much trouble right now anyway moving on about face you guys came out and said we are lowering our price points permanently on some collections, which I know a few other brands that do this. It's not a common practice, but I love it when it happens. What was the decision behind doing that for About Face? 
I mean, I listen to my audience, you know, we've done it before with other stuff too, with like merchandise, concert tickets, you know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of times in the past where I've like lowered the price of my concert tickets. I have like a pretty industry non-standard ticket price because I keep them as low as I possibly can. And it's because I know what it's like to be a fan and a consumer, you know, and it's like, as long as everything is self-generating and as long as, you know, the people who are working really hard on all of this are getting, you know, paid and compensated in a way that they deserve and everyone loves it. And like, I'm happy, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is something that's really important to be said. Right. And I'm going to get like heady here for a second, but it is very, very difficult to be someone who creates products that they're passionate about, whether it's like music, albums, t-shirts, makeup in a capitalistic world. You know what I mean? Like I have to walk a very fine line between making things because I love them and I want to share them with people. And it's my passion and I live to do this and I love to do this and not wanting to participate in a system that takes advantage of people. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that's, that's really important is like, you know, at the end of the day, like when we talked about navigating the celebrity brand space, you know, it was very, very important for me that it was clear that I'm doing this because I love this. And I get so much joy out of this being a part of my daily life. Every call, every creative meeting, every product, every sample that flies in that I get to test on the road. I think there was like a real mentality for a while that was like a lot of these things are cash grabs. You know what I mean? And like, I have no desire to do that. And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. This company, if this were a cash grab, it would be the dumbest cash grab in history because I lose sleep because of how much I work on this thing. (laughs) I am working so hard on this all of the time, constantly. I am putting arguably as much, if not more, effort into this brand and this community and creating a lifestyle out of this brand, you know, than I do in anything else. And when I first started the Halsey project, I learned through watching my peers that one of the ways you make a brand, an artist, a product successful is when the fan is identifiable. When you can look at someone on the street and you can say, I bet that person is a Halsey fan. And for me, back in the day, that was a kid had blue hair or glitter makeup or they were wearing like an American apparel tennis skirt or, you know, like dressing how I did on stage. And then like, you know, a little while later it was that they were, had a shaved head and cool tattoos. And like, you know, you could look at someone and you could go, I bet that person's a Aussie fan. And I really wanted about face to feel the same way where you could look at someone and you could go, I bet they use about face, you know, where it just has kind of just like a real identity. And for any brand, music, you know, makeup, it requires a tremendous amount of work and compassion and paying attention. And because of that, we're listening to what the fans are saying all of the time, whether it's about prices or products or formulas or performance, and just constantly wanting to make sure that we're evolving in a positive way. Because like, this isn't fun for me if people don't love it. So we obviously have to talk about Ulta. Yes. You just got into Ulta. Hall of frickin' Luya. I'm sure, though, there were other retailers clamoring for this partnership. So what makes Ulta special? We talk about Ulta all the time. So we tell people why Ulta is special. But why do you think Ulta is special? 
accessibility accessibility that mix of kind of like you know high-end and like affordable like I have that kind of mentality about everything in my life. You know what I mean? Like I love a good thrift store jean and like a Jean-Paul Gaultier top. And I love a good like H&M boot and Louis Vuitton jacket. And to this day, I still, there's drugstore products that I like absolutely adore. And like one of my favorite things about Ulta is like being able to go in there and like kind of access everything all at once, you know, whether I'm looking for like NYX, like colored eyeliners, or I'm looking for, depending on the store, I'm looking for like a NARS product or a MAC product or a benefit product, being able to have access to all that. So I feel like it was kind of the perfect intersection of our audience in the sense of like, it's for people who are just starting out, but it's also for professionals who want like really high performance, like innovative products. And like, that was kind of like a no brainer for me. I've always had a really incredible experience shopping there. It's one of the stores where I can like walk in with no makeup on and I don't feel like every single person is looking at me being like, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And then it's like, I want to like walk up to every single employee and be like, I'm really good at makeup. I promise. You just can't tell right now because I don't have any on. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys know like what that, what that experience is like, you know? So I just like loved that so much about them. And also because they, Ulta was really excited about the brand right away. And that was my, we made it moment. You know, when we started working on this partnership, I was like, it's a huge, like release of air. I was like, oh, we made it. This is going to work out. It's like back what I was saying to you guys, I used to get on stage every night and be like, I have to prove myself or tomorrow all of this is going to go away. And like this partnership was like kind of, kin or parallel to that feeling, which is where I kind of released the air and I went, okay, this is happening. This is a thing. We've done a good job and we're going to be able to give these products to so many more people now. And now my like getting ready for stage mantra is kind of the same as my about face founder mantra, which is my only job is to have fun, you know? And for like the people using the products, that's the same thing. Like your only job is to have fun. That's what it's for you know, not to bring it full circle like that or anything, but (laughs) just put a little bow right on that. Yeah. And it is so good. All of it's so good. Congratulations. I see what you did there. I was going to say, Sarah. Okay. Yes. We love the so good (laughs) inclusion. Look at you. So now we're going to head into the so good speed round. Sarah, do you want to kick it off? Who is the euphoria character you relate to the most? I think like in a way I'm very Jules. Like I feel like I'm very like self-destructive, but also like very like sweet inside. And also, you know, I feel like aesthetically um, we're very similar in a way, but like also I think I'm ashtray. I don't, (laughs) I don't know how to explain that one, but like, it just feels right to me somehow. If you're not ashtray for Halloween, I'm going to riot. I will be in your DMs going insane. I don't know. I feel like I could look like him, like if I shaved my head again and got a face tattoo, you know? I don't know. We'll figure it out. So as mentioned, you performed Kate Bush this past weekend, which was incredible. Do you watch Stranger Things? I haven't watched the latest episodes yet because I've been on the road and my partner, Alev, and I have promised we would sit down and watch them together and we haven't had the time yet. So we're waiting for like a section of off days to binge it because like, God bless everyone. But like, I am a working performer. I do not have time to watch a two hour special after the show. I need time. I need like a day to do it, you know? 
Yes. My partner and I had to take it in strides, but I guess like based on the past seasons, like, is there a character that you would want by your side to defeat the evil? Like if there was an evil in your life, like what character would you want to be with you? I mean, I feel like my answer is so cliche, but like, obviously it's Elle, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely Elle. Like, I don't know if she's like a super beloved character, but maybe like eight just to get out there and kind of like kick some ass. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, those are like an obscure answer. Like, I'll give you my cliche and then my obscure, you know, Callie, eight. Is there a baby product that changed your life? Or if someone's having a baby, you're like, you have to get this. Hold on. There's so many. The Docatot is a necessity. You need a Docatot. Absolute necessity. The Duna stroller for when they're really little is so great because it's immediately convertible into a car seat, which makes life so much easier. Not awesome to travel with though, because they don't always let you bring it onto airplanes because it has wheels. Coconut oil is the best diaper rash cream hands down. You don't need to try any of the medicated stuff. You don't need to overdo it. Coconut oil. I slather my baby in coconut oil from head to toe every day. He's the softest skin. His skin is beautiful. His butt looks great as far as baby butts go. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's super good to go. And then the bumbo seat for when they start solids and they're sitting at the dinner table with you is like definite necessity. You can tell I'm a I'm a real ass mom. <laughs> like, you are. You really are. <laughs> oh, and then the Artie Pop carriers. They're so cute. Artie Pop baby carrier. Love the Artie Pop carriers. So chic. I love all those things. Uh, Zoe did not like her bumbo, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, um, but I have it. You are a real ass mom. Loved all those answers. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It's all stuff that you probably already know. But once we get off of this, I'll send you my real detailed list. Okay, last thing, Halsey, this is like kind of like a kumbaya moment, but like what is inspiring you lately? What is the inspiration that's driving you right now? One of the things that I've been trying to do is to create more like ritual in my life. I think that the one of the hardest things about self-care and mental health is realizing the annoying things that everybody tells you to do actually work. You know, like when people are like, go get more sun and you're like, shut up. And then you go out and you get sun and you're like, fuck, I feel better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's annoying, but it works. Like, so I'm trying to create more ritual in the sense of like, when I get into my dressing room every day, like I'll set up like a candle and like some Palo Santo and like... I collect things on the tour. Like I got seashells and Gulf Shores on the beach and I did hangout and I like, I'll pick flowers outside or like just kind of these like little things. And I kind of set up like a little altar, like right at my vanity for where I do my makeup. And then I burn a candle when I start my makeup, like a little like chime candle or like a tea light or something, something that has the ability to burn out within like a few hours And then kind of like when that candle has burnt out is right around the time I'm about to go on stage and I'm kind of like, okay, it's stage time and I'm ready. And I started doing it. And then I realized in the days where I didn't do it, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was forgetting something or that I was missing something or that I had anxiety about something. So then I started doing it again and I felt a lot better. And it's a simple thing. I'm not like a super religious person. But I think that it kind of takes the place of, you know, having faith or meditation or having a moment to kind of check in with yourself. I'm one of those people who will be like, Ash, you need to check in with yourself. And I'll be like, I'll do it later. (laughs) I'll check in with myself later, which is just ridiculous, you know. 
So I've started kind of being more present about that. And like those moments have been really inspiring for me, I think, because they're really grounding and they show that I am vulnerable and I am susceptible to effects of a quiet moment or a beautiful flower or a nice smelling candle, you know, like despite all the things that I've done and been through in my life at my core, I am still just a person who is like so easily moved by something subtle and beautiful. And that's like really grounding. I think it's your water placements. (laughs) I am a human swimming pool. You know what else it is? It's not only just my water placements. I don't have a single fire sign in my entire chart. Interesting. So I'm basically like a waterlogged doormat. You know what I mean? Like that's who I am as a person. My son is a cancer. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's a cancer. He's a mama's boy. Oh my gosh. He's big mama's boy. We know you have to go. This was truly incredible for Sarah and I. As much as we talk about the brand, we're just thrilled that you made the time for us. Go pick up About Face at Ulta. Yes! I'm also going to be like popping into Ulta stores on tour. So like be on the lookout for me because you might run into me buying like Q-tips and lip liners, (laughs) which would be so cool. Rearranging the products the way that you like it. Oh my God, I'm such a dork. I went into the store in New York the other day and I legitimately went because I had to re-up stuff from my kit. And like the second I walked in, I was like, oh no, people are going to think this is some like weird publicity stunt thing. Like, oh, Halsey shopping at Ulta right before her announcement. But like, no, I had to get stuff because for Fallon because I was doing Fallon and I needed stuff for my kit. And I'm so annoying. I like went to the counter and I was like checking out and I was talking to the manager there and I was like, did you know, like I have a makeup line and it's gonna be in Ulta soon and she was like yeah I know (laughs) like I was like I wasn't sure if you knew I just like I wanted to tell you like it's going to .com first but then like it's gonna be in the store she was like yes I know who you are and yes I know that the brand is coming to Ulta like I'm like the senior manager of like the biggest store in New York yeah they're like I had to actually take a 30 minute class just to learn about your freaking brand coming ma'am I was like I'm so sorry like it was such like such a cool moment and like I've been doing music for so long and I'm so grateful every single day I feel like I'm kind of running out of firsts if that makes any sense and with about face there's a world full of firsts for me to experience and it's like really amazing. And, you know, to go back to your other question, that's also something that inspires me is getting to succeed in a new way and getting to connect with people in a new way and like seeing, you know, the way that the products affect them. And I think also too, you know, about face has one of the largest percentage of audience that doesn't conform within the gender binary and makeup is such a valuable tool for people in terms of their self-expression and the way that they, you know, express themselves and, getting access to these products might be part of what makes someone feel like themselves for the first time ever is like really a meaningful experience. And I know for me, it's taught me that makeup doesn't always have to be about looking girlish or being girly. You know, it's so much more than that. And that has really made me fall in love with it all over again. Sorry, I mean, to just like throw that in at the end there. But like, that's been something that's really inspiring me too. But yes, About Face is in Ulta. I am so excited. We have so much more incredible product to share with everyone too. Like it's crazy with music. I can write a song and then put it out in like a couple months. And with about face, you know, we're working on innovation for products like a year out and I'm like, just put it out now. 
I want everyone to have it right now. You know, so it's like, I'm learning patience. It's a good thing. Thank you guys for asking me like such amazing questions and letting me just kind of talk and feel like this is like a super safe space to ask you questions and talk about the products that I love and for being so kind to me and about the brand and being open-minded about it, you know, as well with like your first few experiences with it. It really means a lot to me big time. So thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.